Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Thursday, April 8th, and this is your FT News Briefing. The biotech company behind the Oxford-AstraZeneca vaccine has filed for an initial public offering. And a European privacy activist says Google is illegally tracking users on their Android phones. But first, we'll tell you about the grand bargain the Biden administration has just offered other countries in the hopes they'll agree to a global corporate minimum tax. We'll talk about what's on the table. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. We have exclusive details of the Biden administration's efforts to create a global minimum corporate tax. It's part of the White House's plan to raise domestic U.S. corporate taxes to fund its infrastructure spending plan. On Wednesday, U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen told world leaders that the U.S. was ready to share some taxing rights on the world's most profitable companies if they'll support the tax proposal. The FT's Washington bureau chief James Politi says this is a big break from the past. The U.S. administration is making a new offer to basically 135 countries that are negotiating a global deal on uh, on the taxation of multinational companies at the OECD in Paris. And those negotiations have been stuck for a long time. They were stuck under the Trump administration. And the U.S. is now trying to revive them. And uh, Janet Yellen is essentially saying other countries could be allowed to tax multinationals, including U.S. multinationals like the large U.S. tech companies, based on their global profits according to how much business they do in a certain country. And uh, that's quite a breakthrough because until now, some of the largest uh, U.S. tech companies have been able to shift their profits around in a way uh, that avoids taxes in certain jurisdictions like certain European countries like France and Italy and others. So, James, this actually sounds a little bit like a concession. Is this going to hit big U.S. tech companies, the Facebooks, the Googles, the Amazons, and and will they support this? Will they get behind this? Essentially, until now, the U.S. tech companies have been generally supportive of a multilateral agreement at the OECD. And the reason for that is that this gives them a way to avoid sort of a patchwork of individual digital taxes. So in a way, the U.S. is making a concession that could raise some eyebrows, certainly. But um, on the other hand, if it catalyzes a deal at the OECD, it could remove sort of a huge source of uncertainty for the big tech companies. You know, it would create a more maybe sustainable, more standardized, more predictable global tax system. What kind of backlash are we going to see from companies or, or politicians? Who, who do you think is going to come out against this proposal? This is a very ambitious proposal. It'll face some resistance in Washington and in portions of corporate America. And it'll face some interesting political dynamics internationally as well, because some of the low tax jurisdictions and countries who might stand to lose from this proposal will also raise concerns and and possibly produce a backlash internationally. James Politi is the FT's Washington bureau chief. The biotech startup behind the Oxford-AstraZeneca vaccine filed for an IPO yesterday. It could price its offering as early as this month. Vaxitech is the British company that owns the biotechnology behind the vaccine, and it plans to list non-London 
but in New York. Hannah Kushler is the FT's global pharma correspondent. Yeah, I think some people see this as a bit of a disappointment for the UK and for London wants to sort of recreate itself as a life science hub and have a lot of investment in these new innovative biotech companies. But other people will just see it as plain common sense, right? Over 90% of biotech IPOs by valuation are in the US on the NASDAQ. There are a huge deep bank of investors there and they're going to get more money there. So Hannah, I want to talk about the timing. So Hannah, I want to ask about the timing of the IPO. Obviously, this link to AstraZeneca raises some red flags, given the concerns there have been with the vaccine and blood clots. Just yesterday, the UK said that anyone under the age of 30 should avoid the AstraZeneca shot because of these blood clot concerns. Could investor excitement be dragged down by the bad press the vaccine is getting right now? So it's also a little bit complicated, the relationship between Oxford Vaxitech and AstraZeneca. So Vaxitech owns the platform, which is like the underlying technology that forms the foundation of the vaccine that went on to be AstraZeneca's vaccine. They're not due to get revenue from that in particular. So on the one hand, you have this amazing thing, which doesn't happen very often, which is a biotech company early stage but with having proved its product in millions of people because the platform, you know, which then adapts for other products, which are other vaccines and in fact also treatments for cancer even, um, that they've proved it in millions of people and that should be a great selling point. But at the same time, you have all these negative headlines, all these concerns and in particular, you know, it is still an incredibly rare side effect, these blood clots, but obviously been on people's minds a lot at the moment and it will be interesting to see whether it weighs on investors minds and they discount a little bit that proof that it works in millions of people. Anna Kushler is the FT's global pharma correspondent. India's tensions with China have actually been a boon for an Indian social media company. After a border dispute last year, India banned more than 200 Chinese apps, including the hit short video app TikTok. That helped an Indian competitor to TikTok, the social media company ShareChat. It just raised more than half a billion dollars to grow its short video app called Moj. ShareChat's backers include Snap and Twitter and Tiger Global Management. The company now has a valuation of $2.1 billion. Now, a big reason the app is so popular in India is that users can choose from 15 different regional languages, from Hindi to Marathi to Bengali but no English. So it's used in smaller cities and towns in India where English isn't that common. Google is illegally tracking users on Android phones. That's what a European privacy activist says. Yesterday, Max Schrems filed a complaint against the tech company in France. Here's the nitty gritty. Android phones generate unique advertising codes that Google and other third parties use to track browsers and then target them with ads. Schrems says Google is creating and storing these codes without explicit permission from users. And that violates EU privacy laws. Here's the FT's Brussels correspondent, Javier Espinoza. Schrems' complaint is being brought against the bigger backdrop of European regulators opening this new front against the likes of Google and big tech when it comes to invading people's privacy. So this is why this is very interesting and why we're talking about it, because it's kind of unprecedented. Now, Google isn't the only big tech group that Trims has gone after for privacy issues. 
So Schrems last November did launch a similar case against Apple in relation to trackers in the iPhone ecosystem. So I guess the bigger picture and the big theme here is that people are buying these phones in, in, in masses. You know, everybody has a smartphone these days and they're not aware that they are being tracked. And it's a new frontier when it comes to privacy activists and European regulators about tackling big tech so that they are not invading your privacy. Javier Espinoza is the FT's Brussels correspondent. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. In unscripted conversations with investment professionals, you'll hear real stories about successes and lessons learned, informed by decades of investment experience. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. New episodes are available monthly. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes in an episode today. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc.